92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Joining us right now, we have Kate Meehan. She is our pop culture editor at DailyBoom.net. Hey, Kate, welcome back to the show. Good morning. All right, let's start here. Um, I'm not sure I want to start here, but we're going to start here. So at uh, Thursday Night Football, the ever-popular Thursday Night Football, uh, had the teaser trailer for um, Taylor Swift's new album, Midnight, which dropped at, or Midnight's, excuse me, pardon me, that dropped at Midnight. And then the follow-up to that was that at 3 a.m. there was the bonus edition of Midnight's with all Midnight's with all the bonus tracks. And then I guess we're going to get a first video officially here. Well, we probably already got it. So, um, yay? <laughs> I mean, I guess. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I suppose. I suppose I, there's I, there is a weird kind of. I don't know whether this is genius or oversaturation, right? Like, if you release the album and you give them three hours to listen to it back to back to back to back, oh, the bonus track's now! Woohoo! We're staying up all night! Yeah. Does that really work that way? No. I mean, no, I don't think it does work that way. But you also have to remember her fan base, which is often a little bit obsessive. So maybe for that fan base, it does work. You meant passionate. it would be it would be considered <laughs> oversaturation. I mean, generally, you release something, you give people time to absorb it. You come with something else to kind of keep the, that momentum building. You know, just as it starts to die out, that's when you drop another nugget. That's the general rule of promotion that is tried and true. But maybe if you're passionate, bordering on a little bit obsessive, maybe this works. I mean, I feel like her fans can never get too much. So maybe this will work for her. Okay. Well, you know, I'm with you. I kind of think you uh, you create the uh, the burst of enthusiasm, and then maybe you come by after a week with another one and another one or something like that. Or, you know, just make a whole second album. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Whatever. Um, meanwhile, there's scandals surrounding the Miss USA pageant, apparently. The organizers have been suspended by their parent organization, Miss Universe. You, What do you know about this? It, this made me laugh, honestly. And you know that because I just laughed in your ear about it. Even when we were kids, I remember Miss Texas always won. And it was always put out there as, once again, Miss Texas wins. So this year they're having issues um, because Miss Texas did indeed win, and they're saying that it was fixed and the cheating occurred. And who knew a competition might be rigged? Who knew? <laughs> you mean the the most authentic thing ever, as reliable as a um, uh, a vote to secede for Russia, that the <laughs> the pageants might somehow be not a hundred percent above board. What are you saying? I mean, it's shocking, but it could be true. Wow. It, it might not be real. Kind of like wrestling, it might not be real. Whoa! What? Just, wow! Taylor Swift <laughs> pageants Sorry. and wrestling Sorry. all in one interview. Kate, nice knowing you. Um, okay, so no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Couldn't, couldn't agree more. 437-1620. If you got a question for Kate, you can always text us in, by the way. Kevin Spacey, <laughs> your favorite thing to talk about, um, has gotten an acquittal on at least one of the cases now, right? He has. Um, it was an incident that, that allegedly happened back in 1986. So, I mean, aren't there, aren't, isn't, isn't there a time limit on things like this, too, where 
the chance of getting a guilty verdict and or you know being compensated or whatever i think it becomes very difficult if you're talking about 40 years ago yeah um so i'm sure that kind of really came into play but his accuser said that it was truly bringing this suit was all about shining a light on what had allegedly happened and putting it out there and making him be held accountable even if it didn't stick so if that was truly the goal then it was accomplished and and he's got what one more pending in england is that right trial Yes, he does. Okay, all right. So, I'm, which he's again pled uh, not guilty on. So, I guess we'll see how that turns out. Uh, the Crown, which I will confess, I have not watched. My wife has watched it. She said I wouldn't like it, so I trusted her judgment on this. But now people are calling for the new season to have a disclaimer on it that it's not meant to be a historical representation or an accurate portrayal. Is that right? That is true, and. Apparently, in in some of the more recent seasons, it has mirrored real life, allegedly, very closely. Um, Some of the things that they seem to have pulled from are rumored to have really happened, and it seems to strike some nerves. So I think at this point, with the monarchy in in a state of of upheaval, and with the challenges between Harry and Meghan and, and Charles taking over... Anything that's mirroring anything probably feels really uncomfortable um, for the actual royals. And so they did put a disclaimer on this season. But if by now you don't realize that some of it might be pulled from reality and some of it might be embellished, like that is what these series are supposed to be. So I think most people know and can draw conclusions, but you're going to see parallels because it's based on the concept of a monarchy and we know it's smoke and mirrors. And, and certainly, I, I, you know, I'm generally not too sympathetic to this kind of thing, but especially with the passing of the Queen, I can see why people who are very fond of the monarchy might feel like, and surely the royals themselves, might feel like this is, you know, uh, marginally misrepresenting them if people don't have the awareness that it's not meant to be a 100% hyper accurate, because as you say, it has been sort of. Um, uh, in Speaking of Netflix, we talked about this a little bit last week, but I, I think my understanding of the situation has actually changed a little bit now. I think they have said that they are trying to separate households from being on the same password using account. And it's not clear to me how that's going to work. Uh, but they also seem to be wanting to let people leave a group subscription without sacrificing their like watching history that is kept on the profile. Do you do you have much clarity about what they're really proposing in terms of trying to cut down on password sharing? I mean, I think it's it does come down to cutting down on the password sharing and, you know, each of these apps and each of these platforms finds a way to make sure that the people linked to that account are really in the same household. So they might be doing some footwork and working on that. I think also part of it is limiting access. You know, there there's only so much that you can do to limit the access of your children and what they are able to see and not see. Mm, mm -hmm. And if they turn the TV on and it's on the wrong person, then, you know, there's potential for them seeing things that their eyes should not be seeing. Absolutely. So I think that comes into play too, where they're trying to figure out how to break it up a little bit to make sure the kids are protected a little bit better because, you know, programming is forever changing and it's, there's a lot more out there to see and a lot more to make an impression on a young mind. So I think that's part of it as well. Last one, only because I think this is uh, perhaps the oddest story I saw in the last week, but uh, Drew Barrymore in an interview has basically said that she's been totally celibate for like 
five or six years or something like this since her last relationship imploded. What, what's <laughs> what's that? I mean, well, she definitely said that. She wrote a whole essay on. Um, it's almost like she's evolving backwards. You know, she's so much so young, and it, but not. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's actually a good thing. She's very self-aware. She understands what her priorities have to be, which are her kids and her career and making sure that what is in front of her face is taken care of. And for the first time in her life, she's sidelined the concept of a relationship and intimacy. And she's putting other things first, probably for the first time since she was like 12 years old. Yeah. And so I think it is a step in, in the, the direction of self-awareness and better understanding of herself and and maybe in her mind setting a better example for her kids too because you don't know what really went on behind the scenes you don't know what her norm was so I think whenever any of us adjust ourselves and, and you know maybe redirect our norm and make changes that are better and make us better for our kids. I think it's a good thing. So it's, and it's a good thing that she came out and said this and she never had to explain anything, but she chose to. And I think honesty and the honest dialogue is important too. And that's a good thing. Yeah. And in a culture that certainly uh, expects everybody to be doing everything all the time, whether they're married or not in a long-term relationship or not, somebody coming out and saying, you know, I just decided that this is what makes sense for me for now. uh, And for quite some time is a, you know, as you say, it's a, it's a nice reminder that, you know, that's an option too. And maybe you find out who you are that way. Uh, Kate Meehan, she's a pop culture editor at dailyboom.net joins us every Friday. As always, Kate, thanks for the conversation, the time. We'll talk to you next week. 